The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. Earth's human mission and healthier planet is so important to all of us, and this is what the show is all about. What can you learn as a listener around the world with Voice America, World Talk Radio, Apple. you can listen to us on Apple iTunes and the Green Talk Network group. Uh, what can we all do to learn about living with the planet Earth, the nature of the Earth, And it, because it's not going to live with us. We have to live with it. The power of water is so important to everything about our everyday life. I hope you're drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water a day within a 24-hour period. It is so important to your life. Plain water has to be, you have to drink plain water, not with anything out in it. It's the solvent. It's the detoxifier. The show started four year, well over four years ago. We've had 420 guests, all exciting. The guests have made the show. I always look forward to the show because the guests are exciting. We've had the United Nations. We've had NASA. We've had Nobel Prize winners. We've had been in Sweden. We've been in Kenya, been in Holland. We've been all over the world about issues of our health and the water. And every time you listen to one of these shows and pick out the ones, some of your favorites, we have a Hall of Fame uh, of, of guests. But remember, there's so much more to learn. We've been learning about dieting. What is the difference between the everyday diet of uh, we've been eating on our planet Earth compared to vegan diets, vegetarian diets, low carbohydrate, high protein? We've been learning about dry eye. What is dry eye? It's the aqueous layer of the tear film causing you a depletion of water, natural water. We could go on and on and on about all that we've been learning about how to be healthier. It's like nature's pharma first, listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour. Today we have some real exciting guests. Stephen Lee, which is the founder of the Wonder Drink Kombucha. I have been learning more about kombucha, and he's going to be teaching us a lot. And Stephen is one of the co-founders of Tazo Tea and that famous one called Stash Tea that everybody knows about. He's so successful. Then we're going to be talking to Gretchen Twill who's the founder of DevIT. Uh, Gretchen is a master at teaching about teas of the world, the long grain teas. And I think you're going to find both of these guests very exciting. Before I go on to the guests, I need to remind you about those 5,000 children dying a day because they don't have water. Be thinking about that and to be considering the future of donating to what you can contribute 
of your life to what you can join in and save those 5,000 children a day who don't have water. And the women of the world that carry the water from early dawn in the morning and darkness to carry the water for their family, just to get enough water a day to survive. And they don't have any modern facilities. So think about how lucky you might be if you're a listener and have those facilities and be able to turn on the tap and drink fresh water. It is very vital. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research, is the founder of Nature's Tears Eye Mist. At the surface of your eye, you have a tear film, and the tear film is what causes your eyes to be uh, blurry, itchy, with uh, allergies, um, get, get, you're losing your eyes, eyesight, is the depletion of the tear film's water. And the water in the tear film must be maintained every day with a supplement. With Nature's Tears Eye Mist is tissue culture grade of water. With just a mist, you can supplement. It doesn't run the cosmetics. In fact, it even softens the crow's feet and brings a brightening color to the color of the skin around it. But it is a supplement for the eyes, all natural. We'll listen to Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be back with Stephen Lee. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Stephen, are you with us? Sharon. Well, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I wanted you to know uh, before we begin the show today. You're a very famous man in my house, your company, Stash. Oh, really? My husband's from Holland, and several years ago, as soon as you came out with the green Stash tea, he started drinking green Stash tea. He doesn't drink anything else, even, but green Stash tea. And if he's anywhere and they don't have the Stash green tea, he carries it in his pocket now. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, you know, I used to do that, too. And it's so funny because all these years uh, we were laughing. And one time, Stephen, we were in Manhattan, and he asked the waitress, do you have stash teas here? And Stephen, she said, stash? Follow me to the basement, and I'll see if I have some stash. <laughs> <laughs> and that was long ago. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we've all teased him. And 
through the years that I became fascinated with. Uh, I've been studying water for almost 30 years, uh-huh. and I became a water advocate around the world, and I have products on the market with that one. And then all of a sudden I found myself studying the teas of the world. Mm-hmm. The radio show has been on over four years, and we bring on people with different backgrounds, and uh, whether Nobel Prize winners or whatever. And, and um, then all of a sudden when I ran into kombucha, I was just shocked about kombucha tea, and, and not a tea, but it is made out of tea. Right. And, but before we go on, and you're going to teach us about kombucha, I want you to tell, you to tell us about your background with two of the most well-known tea companies in the country, if not the world now, Stash Tea and Tezo Tea. How did you get involved with that? Well, uh, first of all, nobody even asks about where we came up with the name Stash Tea anymore. <laughs> Uh, they used to quite frequently uh, back in the 70s when we named it Stash Tea. Uh, my background was in uh, merchandising with Sears Roebuck, and uh-huh. and then uh, I left that company after uh, eight years to start Stash Tea Company with several other people. Mm-hmm. And I had been interested in health foods at the time, mm-hmm. and there was one natural food store in Portland, the first one, in fact, and I used to spend a lot of time in there looking at the products uh, because I was interested in it, in it personally, but also just the merchandising and the kinds of products and so on. And I became interested in, in the teas and thought that that would be a good line of products to market. So we actually bought an inventory of herbs and spices and started selling to the natural food stores that were popping up 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 along the west coast right. and that was our beginning uh we actually had two companies in the beginning one was universal tea company which bought bulk herbs and spices and the other was the brand stash tea which actually took us uh, almost five years until we figured out what we wanted to do with it or how we wanted to uh market it mm-hmm. in the marketplace mm-hmm. um and the Universal Tea Company was what allowed us to uh, fund Stash Tea, basically, because mm-hmm. we only started with uh, less than $5,000. Mm-hmm. And uh, Universal Tea Company made money from day one, and we simply went on supplying natural food stores in the western states with mm-hmm. bulk herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. And then one day, Stash Tea Company took off after we had entered the food service industry. Mm-hmm. and uh, the rest is sort of history. Right, history. With that brand. Now, did you sell that to someone, or is it still owned by your group? Uh, no, no, we, we did sell it. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, just as an aside, we uh, uh, sold Universal Tea Company not too long after that to our bookkeeper just so we could put all of our focus on Stash Tea, the mm-hmm. brand, and in in working in the consumer market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eventually sold Stash Tea in 1993 to Yamamoto Yama, uh, the oldest tea company in the world, and they had a minority interest in our company. It's a Japanese company. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then and you're with, familiar with E2N. I, I am. I am. I, yeah, in and, fact, they've been, on, they've been on the show. Right, and in fact, uh, Paul uh, Sposato, our sales manager, mentioned that you had interviewed them when he first asked if I wanted to do this. Right. 
So you, so your husband drinks stash tea, and uh, and you've interviewed uh, another tea company, and so you're pretty well versed in all this. No, I'm not. Can you know enough? And uh, no, uh, I've been studying water, Stephen, for over 30 years, and I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. And one of the products that you may be very familiar with that I it's out and going all over the world here soon is Nature's Tears Eye Mist. My my background got involved in dehydration disease Mm -hmm. and um, was fortunate to get a patent in one of the things. And and then through the years, I found myself with all the doctors in the world and then being now in the medical field. um, I became very, um, uh, let's say, fascinated because I'm into water research about the teas, the 5,000 years of tea. Uh Uh-huh. And um, thinking, what could we do? And, of course, this radio show then uh, got me involved in a lot of other backgrounds of very well-known founders of LASIK eye surgery. And and I've been with Harvard at stem cell research and and Tufts with diet research and all over the world. We've been all over the world Mm -hmm. to different countries of the world and more. And with whether it be a drought, uh, heads of watersheds, uh, the United Nations, different directions of different topics so people could learn, Stephen, not to run to the medicine cabinet, take more of a proactive interest and intrigue and mm-hmm. responsibility to your own personal health. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so, more and more people are. Yes, and you being fascinated with the health food stores so far back, uh, I, that's how I started studying uh, dehydration. As I noticed in the health food store business way back in time, that every time I come up to studying those ingredients and what they were doing, it was a different approach to uh, taking better care of yourself than the medicine cabinet. And there's no doctor, there's no pharmaceutical company that will say, take more responsibility because people are overindulging in medications, which is causing the companies in huge lawsuits. And it's not the company's fault. It's the person's fault. Right. Well, it's, we're all responsible for everything that happens in our life, really, if you think we of it. We get out of bed, Stephen. We touch the floor. No different. And let's, let's say you don't have a home to go to, but you lay it on the street. You start up in the morning the same way everybody with two feet ready to move. Can we learn? And this is what the show is all about. And my world and my research, we put millions behind this, Stephen, into water research and dehydration and and the fascination that I found, and then I started finding people all over the world, so fascinating, and doctors in the world behind us, and some of the most wonderful doctors. All over, I've had Dr. Evie Chow on here, who's from China, and, and I could go on and on uh, what we've done. But today now, uh, rather than talking about tea, and I'll have you on again about the tea, but tell us about the Wonder Drink uh, kombucha, because I was so fascinated. And by the way, I've been drinking kombucha for two months. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us about where the history is and where do you think it's going to go and, and the, what are the healthy benefits. And I'm not going to say that kombucha has uh, documented scientific facts, but it goes, so how old is kombucha? How long has kombucha been drank around the world? Well, those were a lot of questions, Sharon. Uh, the, the, uh, to start with, I think that kombucha may be as old as tea is, which in the tea industry we always thought that it could be 5,000 years old, mm-hmm. and it started in China. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that somewhere along the line uh, that's 
about where kombucha might have started. Uh, somebody had a cup of tea and or a pot of tea or a bowl of tea and left it out. And I was going to say it and forgot to throw it away. And forgot to throw it away, exactly. And, right. and along came... Uh, 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 some product that uh, allowed it to start fermenting, and that was the first kombucha. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, as you know, uh, you can take the the culture, uh, which is a symbiotic relationship between yeast and bacteria, and uh, you can split it in half at the end of the of the day, or the, at the end of the week that you use it, and pass it on, and then use that other half for the next week's brew. So. In a way, it's a beverage all about sharing, and that is its beginnings as it's gone through time. Um, Our first experience with it, I should say my first experience with it, was in Russia during the 90s, and that uh, uh, we had a a distributor that we were working with in St. Petersburg, and his uh, mother invited me over for dinner and she had a jug of kombucha that she was brewing, and I didn't have any idea what it was. And I asked her, and she explained it to me, and she told me that she had been brewing this since uh, 1939. So in talking with her more about this, uh, she had told me that she got her original culture from her great aunt in Siberia. And uh, I was trying to put all this together in my mind, and I realized, after she explained to me how the process goes, where you brew the tea, add sugar for fermentation, add the kombucha culture, let it brew for a week and ferment, and then remove the culture and split it in two, and either pass along part of that culture or uh, simply throw it away and use the other half to make the next week's brew, that she had been working with that same kombucha culture all those years. And so it was a generational thing. And, and uh, to bring up the fact that uh, when I first saw it, uh, different people were saying, oh, you can make that at home. Yeah. And I said, well, maybe you could, but I'm not going to recommend it. If you can buy it, don't make it. Because what if you haven't, something has gone bad and you didn't know it? Uh, we We get busy in our everyday life and we're not, thinking uh, about what might be healthy uh, for us or not healthy if you brew it yourself. Uh, Some people don't have the outlook to be as attentive with brewing something of that kind. And there has been people who uh, I've read where people have not, uh, they brewed it themselves and didn't, it wasn't healthy and they got sick. Um, but well, that, when you're, now when you're doing it, now you've got a new business that's going very, very well. And, Stephen, you have tapped on to and the word wonder drink. Uh, I will tell the world and the audience, um, you have tapped on to something that is the future coming in the beverage business. And you take the beverage magazine, I'm sure, too, but I do also. But did you notice that prepared teas are, are selling by far faster than any other drink there is, than sodas and coffee and right. and uh, juices. Well, the uh, what we call ready-to-drink tea has grown in leaps and bounds in the last leaps and bounds. fifteen years, and and it's a 
a major segment of the new age beverage category. Yeah, along- kombucha coming on to the future. Um, that now, before we go on to talk about kombucha and more, what is the difference between pasteurized and unpasteurized kombucha? Well, uh, pasteurized kombucha is simply kombucha that's pasteurized at the end of the of the commercial uh, production process, and and we pasteurize our kombucha mm-hmm. uh, so that it halts any possibility of uh, alcohol growth and any other concerns that we might have about the yeast and the bacteria interacting. Mm-hmm. And the ones at home that are being made are probably the non-pasteurized. Well, there's no, they have no way to pasteurize exactly. it. Exactly. And, and, and the difference between what you're doing is a pasteurized, too. Right. And I was going to say that uh, uh, in spite of your feelings about uh, home-brewed kombucha, it's going to go on and on, just like it has for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at on, on the Internet, we get Google Alert daily, mm-hmm. and there's many, many articles and blogs about people brewing at home, wanting to know about brewing it at home, where they can buy a culture. Uh, I mean, I think there's hundreds of thousands of people that are doing this. So really? as a phenomena, it's... I had no idea. The kombucha uh, concept as a phenomena is going to go on and on in people's homes all over the, all over the planet. And that's just the way it, the way it goes. And of course, they need to be careful with the way they brew this, just like they would making any food or beverage at home, preparing any food or beverage. Uh, this is a little different than the typical uh, foods because of the fermentations and so on. But again, um, if a person gets the art of knowing how to do it and being wisely careful, but I would prefer going to the store and buying. Um, uh, it myself. Now, tell us about what are some of the claims about, not claims, I'm not going to use that word, what are some of the uh, things about uh, kombucha that are, the, uh, that are good for you? Because I've read about the probiotics uh, and I've read about a lot of the others, but what are some of the things that are going on for those thousands of years that people said it was good for you? I think the main thing is the, uh, how it cleanses the intestinal system. And as the intestinal system is is clean and healthy and and moving smoothly, uh, that simply helps the immune system to counteract anything else that's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the main the main thing about kombucha is is is, is its uh, uh, detoxification mm-hmm. of, of unhealthy things that are going on inside of our body. Uh, but you know, when we first got started, and there is there is really no documentation of this, other than the fact that it's been around for as long as it has, and uh, um, and people have been drinking it for health purposes. But if you were to go on the internet and look around for an hour or so, you'd see claims that it cures everything, extends life, and and uh, there are actually lists. Of uh, on the internet that of the different claims, and it really there are claims that it cures everything. I can say that it makes me feel better. I know uh, basically what it's doing in my body that it's detoxifying, right? And I know about the immune system in in the sense of of uh, how it counteracts what's going on 
around us and so on. Uh, I'll add something to my background and the doctors I've had on too, Stephen. When the dehydration diseases and the problems of dehydration, uh, the moment that baby was born, it entered into the delivery room from a pocket of water. Mm-hmm. From that moment on, Stephen, we haven't been studying enough of that dehydration. No two eyes are alike. No two skins alike. There are no two people walking with the same dehydration. Toxification has been overlooked. And we can say we're selling, you know, uh, we're teaching people about detoxify, detoxify. They've got to realize that's digestion right. of the cells. Right. And the thing about it is, is from the, what I learned is so serious, is the air we're living in has water we don't see called humidity. And the water we don't see detoxifies us more than we flush the toilet. We must drink a ton of water a day, at least 8 to 10 plain water to, to, as a plain solvent. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying here then about many products, but also with kombucha, it'll assist you to detoxify, flush the body, keep it right. cleansed. Right. And, um, and this is something with the probiotics that are coming on, and people are learning more about it is we've got to start adding every day some of this to our diet. Uh, we've had people on here, I don't know if you've ever, st- have you read the, the, the book, The China Study, yet? No. Oh, you've got to get it. It's excellent. And it's going to leaning more toward, the, uh, very leaning toward vegan. And mm. there's been people, I've had my doctors on my team that have private practices, a very, very uh, nice-sized private practices and very prof- uh, professional that started talking vegan diets to their patients, whether they be eyes or arthritis or um, um, macular degeneration or diabetics. And if that, every time that person decided, okay, I guess I'm going to do it, I, it won't kill me to try, they would change their diet and they found out, Stephen, they would get better. And we're finding to live on this earth, we've, just like you and I said, you've got to learn to be more responsible to yourself. Right. And the kombucha drink, to purchase it at the store, the, the wonder drink, to purchase it. Now, well, how many flavors do you have? We make eight. Eight? And what are they? Asian I've pear- seen your traditional. I've seen your peach. I've seen your mango. Asian pear ginger, essence okay. of lemon. Oh, I bet that's delicious. Uh, juniper berry and spearmint. Okay. Uh, cherry cassis. Okay. I must be forgetting one. Uh, you have your traditional. Right. Traditional Asian pear ginger, essence of lemon, uh, uh, grape, uh, the rooibos peach. Mango. Mango and juniper berry. Okay. And the cherry cassis. Well, what I liked about it is when you designed your uh, bottle, uh, normally I pour everything in a glass, but if I've had it in the refrigerator and I pull out the bottle, now uh, do you recommend it being um, to drink it uh, warm or recommend it drink it cold? Well, I, we, we actually uh, designed the drinks so that it would be consumed cold. Okay, now I wondered about that because when I put it in the refrigerator and I would go to drink it, it was so... Well, it, was, it, was, it tastes good warm, too, if I didn't have it in the refrigerator because I travel. Um, and I'll put it in my suitcase. But the thing about it is, is um, when you drink it cold, it is so delicious oh, coming out of that cold bottle. Yes, yeah. it is. 
Now, we don't have a lot of time left. I've got four minutes. Where about, now, do you, are you selling in the grocery stores and health food stores? Uh, are you over at a uh, whole food store? We're, we're in uh, probably uh, 4,000 stores across the United States and Canada. Uh, okay. Natural food stores, uh, mainstream stores that uh, have natural food sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on college campuses. We're in museum cafes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in uh, restaurants, mm-hmm. um, just about every... Now, you went into some restaurants. Now, where did you, what type of restaurants are they? Well, natural food restaurants. Okay. Uh, 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 vegetarian restaurants. Okay. Uh, now, and... did I read something up in Portland, Oregon? They have it on tap? Uh, there are stores that uh, have kombucha on tap, yes. Okay, how delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And we're in whole food stores and uh, uh, most natural food stores around the country and and, uh, and continually going into more all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, business campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people. Uh, now there is no alcohol in there. There's no alcohol whatsoever. And what's the sugar content? Uh, it's quite low. Yeah, I noticed it was low. Yeah. Uh, when people are drinking it, uh, do, uh, what are some of the anecdotal uh, saying out there that you've been dealing with? Well, we get uh, web responses uh, daily from folks all over the North America, uh, people that are, uh, uh, are responding to us about the flavor, about uh, the fact that they've just discovered us in a store, mm-hmm. uh, or they've shared it with a friend, mm-hmm. how good it tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, questions about the kombucha. Mm-hmm. Um, we get lots of questions about kombucha and and uh, um, health claims and and some okay, of the questions. Okay, let's get into the, those. We got a couple of minutes left on the health claims. Uh, uh, people are detoxifying and keeping cleanse. Uh, it probably became very uh, exciting to use to, to for some weight reduction. Have you had any claims on that? Well, we have for sure because uh, when you when you drink kombucha, uh, it actually takes away your appetite. Right, and, and detoxifies. Yeah, right. So your body's now doing something else rather. What about than energy? Does consuming. it pick up their energy? Well, I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it does. Because you're keeping detoxified again. Right. Right. And, now, what about anybody who's wanting to get off of drinking alcohol, and they want to have something else. Have you had people, anybody ever mention, because I thought about it when I was studying it, would people find that satisfying? Yes, they would. As long as it's pasteurized, there's no chance of alcohol uh, right. in it whatsoever. And it would become satisfying because it, it's a relaxer. It detoxifies, and it right. builds up a little energy. Right, Exactly. Exactly. And that's something we all have to learn. If you keep detoxified, you will have more energy. Well, your body's not working as hard uh, exactly. uh, counteracting everything else that's, right. that's not good about what we're doing and the environment that we live in and so on. Right. Well, I really wish you well on with kombucha. Now, um, it, it probably became nature to you to understand it because you've been in the tea business so long. But, again, um, um, I sure wish you well because I think it's going to go gangbusters. I, 
I've read where some of the bigger companies are taking a look at it uh, at all and because they can see that kombucha is going to become a very uh, exciting new position in an all-natural culture. There's a group out there of millions of people, Stephen, as you know better than anyone, that are looking for something else that's healthy, always looking for something healthy. And we're in a new era of young people uh, want something healthy, and they are looking at the healthiness of everything they're doing in their everyday life. So I think you've got a wonder, you've got an exciting future there. Well, thank you very much. Okay, is there anything you'd like to say at the end uh, for people to think about? Well, I think it takes uh, good water to make good tea and good kombucha, of course, and I salute you for your efforts with the, with the water projects. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, the world is waiting for us, Stephen. Because uh, it's such a big thing, and, and in many parts of the world uh, there, there isn't much water or no well, we water. Did a thing, uh, we did a release with NASA recently, and the Earth has the water, and it's got to affect the whole solar system, Stephen. Yeah. We've got a responsibility here. No, it's a big responsibility. I'm glad that you're talking about it all the time. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye, Sharon. Bye. Well, kombucha, it's spelled K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A, kombucha. It's going to take over. You wait and see a future of exciting new uh, developments in another tea. Uh, it's a fermented tea. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, is a method of misting the eyes. The eye drops, did you know that eye drops can dry the eyes? And you don't want to over-apply them. Apply them just the way the doctor has asked you to apply them in the directions. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the all-natural supplement of tissue culture grade of water to apply to the eyes with no added chemicals, just a fine mist like a humidifier to supplement the eyes. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Gretchen Twill. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, Gretchen. How are you today? Hi, Sharon. I'm fine, thank you. It's nice for you to join us. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been really excited to have you on. I have never... Um, 
talk to anyone who is a better educator and the history of the education that you can offer today about teas. You're the founder of D-E-V-I, you pronounce it Dev-I-T? Dev-E-T. Dev-E-T. Yes. And uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, We formed our company about eight years ago, but I've been working with tea for um, a long time. I mean, just in my own exploration and then uh, managing a tea room before we started this um, wholesale and retail business. Okay, before you go on, what is a tea room? A tea room. Uh, there's several, like all over the United States, all over the world, really. And, you know, it's a place where you can go and uh, have tea or eat. I mean, there's several concepts. You can do a more Asian-style tea room, which focuses on Asian foods and mm-hmm. um, the Asian style of brewing tea. Or you can have an English-style tea room, which, you know, is modeled after the... Um, you know, afternoon tea culture, so you have um, English food and the crumpets and scones. And I think that's coming, Gretchen. I yeah, really well, there's been, I mean, it's been g- developing more and more, mm-hmm. and it's, it's definitely on an upward trend, the opening you know, of tea You uh, know, I just had on before you, you probably heard us, I don't know if they had you on yet, but yes. Stephen Lee, who's the f- co-founder of Stash Tea and Tezos Tea, Right. And um, the tea world uh, in our beverage magazine that I get is, and I don't know if you get the beverage magazine, but prepared tea is excelling in sales compared to all other beverage, even yes. juices. Yes. The um, ready-to-drink teas pre-bottled that are usually yeah. sold in the refrigerated section exactly. of your grocery store are, are and, and that's a good thing because that, that means we're thing. moving away from sodas. All that sugar. Yes. All that sugar. And then a diet-free. I, I said from the beginning that diet-free supplements uh, uh, cannot be healthy. And I've been worried about them for years. And uh, they finally are coming out with some new evidences that uh, the artificial sugars may not be as healthy as they thought. Now, today, yeah, anything with the word artificial in front of it, you've got to be wary of, I think. <laughs> okay. But uh, anyway, uh, back to the, your world uh, in teas. Now, you're, tell us about the history of tea before we get into some of the teas that you can teach us about. Mm, that, that's a, a really, really long answer, so I'll make a, a short one. Um, tea's been around for thousands of years. It is the most widely drunk beverage in the world, second to um, water, and uh, the Chinese were the first culture to to really create uh, the different methods of drinking it and brewing it, and and uh, you know they um, the, uh, Lu Yu wrote the first book on tea in about 700 A.D. 7800 A.D. Um, so so China was the first culture to actually write everything down and say, hey, this is tea, this is what it is, this is how you make it, this is how you brew it, this is what it's drunk for, um, and so forth. And then in the 1600s, it it moved into the West, and so it rapidly went around the world, and now tea has grown on almost every continent except Antarctica, and it's drunk everywhere. Now, tell our audience what you were telling me about the late 1500s, early 1600s, about Europe. Right, right. So um, 
you know, Europe at that time, you know, water was not very safe to drink. And so what they would do, you know, and, and I think this is pretty well known, you know, most of the beverages that they drank were mildly alcoholic or highly alcoholic um, because alcohol would kill any bacteria that in the water that would be detrimental. So, you know, even children would have beer with their breakfast. They called them small beers. They had about 3% alcohol in them. Um, so you can imagine if you're if if that's how you're hydrating yourself, um, you're probably by the end of the day pretty drunk, um, or at least you know mildly inebriated. Exactly. And then in the late 1500s and early 1600s, chocolate, coffee, and uh, tea were introduced, and this is the first source of caffeine that the Europe was able to get. And without alcohol. So you had to boil the water to make the tea and the coffee, no microbes in it, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're you're hydrating yourself, especially with the tea, and you're not drunk. I mean, I you know, I think it really led to the whole renaissance era because people right. weren't, you know, passing out at the end of the day. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I think that's a really interesting... And you mentioned the fact that the Dutch went to China and they brought over the tea... Instead yeah, the Dutch and the Portuguese, the you had to boil your to... water, and when you boil your water, of course, it's a safer water, and then you can drink, they begin to drink the tea. Yeah. What, what, before I go on to some of the other teas there, there, I want to learn more about the tea, but when they brought over the teas, what do you think were the first teas they brought over? What, was the, what type of tea was that? Because uh, now we're learning more about all these variety of teas. Right. And, it was mostly green teas. Green tea. Green tea and some oolong teas. Uh, China didn't really start manufacturing black tea for export, um, I want to say, like the later 1700s and early 1800s. And they they created them specifically so they would travel the ocean better because, you know, they used clipper ships at that time. And so it would take months, like nine months, to get the tea from China to... um, Europe. Back to Europe, mm-hmm. and you know they would have to go down, you know, down um, South Africa, you know, about southern part of Africa, and, up into Europe, mm-hmm. and so you can imagine the quality of that tea. You know, it was right. sold and you know packed in chests lined with uh, aluminum. Now and, tell us uh, about the variety of teas. You said black tea, green tea. Tell us all the vari- different ones. There are seven, I mean, I'm sorry, six basic varieties of tea. And when, it, when I talk about tea, I'm talking about true tea, meaning it comes from the Camellia sinensis plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and tea is, you kind of have to think of it like wine, mm-hmm. you know, or chocolate or coffee. So you have three ba- basic uh, varieties. And then through hybridization in different growing regions, you end up with many, many, many different teas. But the six basic groups are um, white, green, yellow, oolong, black, and puer teas. And all of these have caffeine, and they all come from the Camellia sinensis plant. And all of them can contain the um, some uh, arrangement of the antioxidants that they've been doing the research on, mm-hmm. you know, the, to, you know, talk about the, you know, to, the health benefits of tea. So you have those six basic types. Now, one of the reasons is I told you that I'm so fascinated with tea, and I was telling Stephen, too, I don't want people to run to the medicine cabinet before they decide what some of the symptoms are that are wrong with them. 
I'm trying people, I'm trying to challenge people uh, with this show and my research center to think about other directions to go while you're trying to figure out what might be the symptom. And teas are a wonderful way to, during the day, if you feel tired, don't take a pill. Maybe there's a type of tea. If a person is tired, which type of tea do, would you recommend? Well, that, that depends. Um, it depends on their sensitivity to caffeine. If anybody is at all sensitive to caffeine, I, I don't recommend drinking tea, Camellia sinensis tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not sensitive to caffeine, I'd, any of the teas are great because they have you know, the caffeine in them and they have different um, amino acids that really lift uh, your spirit, you know, they help your brain. They help your brain function a little bit more, a little bit better. And they, in the caffeine, you can't. <laughs> caffeine is a great uh, chemical. Well, do you know by chance the difference between the caffeine in tea and co- coffee? What's the difference? The the difference. I mean, I'm not a chemist, so let's just get that straight. I'm not okay. a so, you know, I don't have all the master's no, degree no, that's or okay, PhD in anything. So we, but... we do our chatting, and we, yeah. we're not so, going to say that, and, and even my scientists that I have on will say uh, little things, so all this, da-da-da. But does, which one has uh, um, uh, most amount of caffeine, coffee or tea? Well, per pound, tea has more caffeine than coffee. Per serving, coffee has more caffeine than tea because you use more coffee to make a cup of, okay. you use more coffee grounds to make a okay. cup of coffee than you okay. do tea leaves to make tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the thing about tea is at the same time that it has caffeine in it, it also has an amino acid L-theanine and L-theanine helps to calm your brain. Okay, so your body is getting stimulated and your brain is getting calmed. So okay. you can actually think more clearly, I believe. With coffee, you don't have the L-theanine. You have, there are other chemicals in coffee. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I react very strongly to coffee. I don't, I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Um, but if you don't drink caffeine, there are many other herbal blends that mm-hmm. are stimulating, you know, like ginger root or peppermint, and mm-hmm. they're uplifting. Mm-hmm. So. Now, what, uh, let's learn. Now we've learned there's six different kinds of teas, and there's long grain teas. Now, there's people, we're, we can go to the stores, and we have all these trees to choose from. They're in a box with tea bags. And the, which tea bags were the healthiest tea bags? Now, I have had my husband say, if the tea bag doesn't go to the bottom of the cup, that is not a quality tea bag. Um, but the, he's just talking because he's been drinking tea for years. Right. Um, but what are the, some of the quality tea bags for people to be looking for that is a quality tea? Um, there are some decent brands on the market. I am an advocate of loose leaf tea. I mean, that I really, I You've highly recommend. I, I'm on it too now. Uh, yeah. As you know, I had E2N, E2N on here. Right. And right. from Japan. And um, um, they, uh, I got started on the loose leaf teas. And then now I've, you've got me convinced yeah. uh, that <laughs> loose leaf teas are the way to go. Yeah, because but the gel bags. Buy, and you can buy the filter and, and, uh, and, and I'm learning there's tea filters now. But let's right. say the person isn't into that yet. We may get them over here before long. Yes. Because I found, like you said, your tea cafes, your tea uh, parlors and different ones, I think it's coming. I think people will have tea parties at home uh, yes. in time. But 
when they're going to the store to find a tea, some of the tea bags take away the flavor of the tea. True, and oftentimes what's in the tea bag is because you know you got to consider the cost of filling the tea bag and what you're paying for the the tea you're paying for in that bag is just a, like a teeny tiny percentage of the cost of all the bagging and the packaging. Mm-hmm. The most important thing, though, to remember to think about, you know, when you are talking to people about tea and encouraging people to try tea, they need to be able, be able to feel comfortable with whatever they're doing. So if a tea bag gets them to drink more tea, then by all means, you know, drink tea drink in a bag. Tea. Um, if that makes it more convenient for you. Um, because, yeah, you, they have to be comfortable with what they're doing, and if loose-leaf tea seems daunting, then... But it's it's really not. I mean, it, it, on our website, we have uh, pretty simple articles about brewing tea and the best way to use loose-leaf tea. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I'm learning, too, and audience, I need to tell you that when I got the first... Uh, teas from E2N out of Japan, which they own the Teas Tea in mm-hmm. America. But, um, and I got my first loose leaf tea. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm looking in, the, the, in my, the, where I put the loose leaf tea, and it's expanded. You call it enveloping? Uh, no, it's um, the agony of the leaf. When it, yes. It, it, it dances and, and it expands with loose leaf tea, tea when you add the water it, to it the tea. It becomes very large. Yeah, and um, and I was just shocked. And uh, like there's uh, t- uh, the jasmine bead, there's different shapes to the way they've formed the tea. And tell us about that because there's a kind that open up like flowers. Discuss right, the, the, different, the, pearl, kind of the different shapes. Yeah, the pearl blossom display teas are, are a whole section of teas, and they're made out of white and green and black teas. Um, and so the tea leaf, it's a fair amount of stem and leaf all together, they're sewn, like hundreds of leaves are sewn together mm-hmm. into these balls. And then there's usually like a flower in the inside, like a chrysanthemum or uh-huh. red amaranth. Um, and when you put them in water, they expand to about three or four times their size and open up. And they're very beautiful and delicious as well. Um, and you can steep them a long time and get, you know, several cups of tea out of them. In fact, that is something I have found out too, Gretchen. I was telling you that I can go for two days now on, t- on my one little uh, uh, little bit of tea, mm-hmm. just a few a few leaves of tea. Uh, I, I'm just shocked. Right, and that's the difference between the tea that's in a tea bag and the tea that you would get loose leaf. Uh, you know, most most of the loose leaf teas you you get, you can re-steep them over and over and over again. You know, mm-hmm. the higher the quality the more mm-hmm. you can steep them. So mm-hmm. it's a better value. You, you, when you, the money you pay for high-quality, high full-leaf, loose-leaf teas goes to all of it goes to the tea, whereas with the tea bags, you're, it's right. to the packaging, and you, know, you can't really steep the bag as many times as you can steep a whole-leaf tea. Okay, tell us, we have about two minutes left. Tell us some of your favorite teas, uh, the, or loose-leaf teas. Well, uh, every morning I drink a big mug of black tea, and it's usually, you know, an organic Chinese black or an Assam Indian black tea. Very good. Uh-huh. Um, I like a broken leaf sometimes. That's a smaller leaf particle, so it's a, it brews more quickly and is a little stronger. Uh-huh. You don't get to re-steep it, but it, it brews a nice, nice cup. Um, I'm 
Also, in the afternoon, I like, um, you know, a first flush Darjeeling from the uh, Darjeeling region of India or a lovely Chinese oolong or green tea like a dragon well. Mm-hmm. So I, it just depends on my mood and, and I want a green tea or it, it, trying to make a decision of what tea to drink can be a little overwhelming sometimes. Say by so. the end of the day, you want to relax and you're going to go to bed, but you want to have a relaxation before you go to bed. I drink a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink tea at night. I can't have caffeine. Oh, okay, after okay, about we should that one. <laughs> My wine country will love you. <laughs> yeah, I have a glass of wine. And I can hear the wine country. Don't forget the wine. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite wine? Uh, in, in the summer months, I tend towards uh, the white wines. We have a I mean, I live in wine country here. I know. So, uh, the Southern Oregon is unbelievable for unbelievable wines. Yeah, so the Valley View wineries, they have great wines. Their mm-hmm. Viognier is nice. And then if I'm in the mood for a red, uh, their 07 Tempranillo is out of, out of this world. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, we have uh, the Troon wines and, oh, my gosh, in the Cave Junction area, the Merlots and and I know Oregon is becoming, uh, but Southern Oregon and its wines, and and it's and it's a, a blue, uh, smoky blue, tea, uh, the tea. cheese and the chocolate, oh, and now the, we have a tea company here with Debbie Tea. So you know we're just like right. The, the We've food got it mecca. all here. Well, how, what would you like to leave with the, uh, with our listeners that we've got about thirty seconds left? I just don't be afraid of drinking tea. Do whatever you know. Try it. If you think you, you can't get off coffee, just try it. Right. Try something interesting. Well, it's and a lot more exciting than coffee because you don't have to flavor it up with the creams and the sugars and no. all those sugary flavors. Even my daughter will drink straight green tea. She loves it. She's 12, and she loves yeah. green tea. Yeah. So And then, yeah, and pay attention to the water quality, which you're dedicated to, and that's right. because you can't brew good tea without good water. Right, right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions and have you on again in the future. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate the uh, your and work and, and being on the show. T. Debbie T. Right. Dot com. Exactly. You have a nice day. Okay. You too, Sharon. Be well, Gretchen. Bye-bye. Bye. Can you imagine all that's to learn out there? We've been learning so much, um, and I have to express uh, the fact that the world is changing. Uh, the, clam- the planet you're living on is having a climate change, but it has from day one. When the planet Earth first began to live like it is living in the solar system, it's been changing every single day, probably every moment of the day. But as we learn to live and be healthier to live here, it's exciting. Look at all that is available to us to learn and the new one called the Internet to study. There's so much to study. And I found for my fascination for all these three decades of study now, now I'm in the business, I put millions and millions and millions of dollars into this, to learn more about what is happening to our individuality to dehydrate, water loss, all the way to passing on. We come to earth with it, and then we leave without it. And we need to learn. And the water that we have on earth is is affecting the solar system because we have the water. Your walking with your body is water. So always be thinking about what you can do to be healthier. Earth has a secret for all of us to learn. 
And that's what this show, Sharon Kleiner Hour, The Power of Water, is all about. So as you embrace your own life and you look at somebody else's life, you'll know that Earth has a secret. Whisper. Don't ever say goodbye because you'll learn more about how to be healthier, live longer, and you'll do well for everyone else around you because you're healthier. I want to thank you for listening and to listen to our show on World Talk Radio, Voice America, Apple iTunes, around the world I hear are listening, and Green Talk. I want to thank you for listening, and you have a nice day, and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 